Welcome to episode 26. This is the Straight Up Gay Podcast. Welcome everybody. Today is August 20th, 2017, and I am your host, Major, and this is the Straight Up Gay Podcast. As always, this show is free of cursing, but we may have conversations about human sexuality and topics related to sex and gender that may result in awkward questions from young children. If you're not prepared to answer those questions, turn back now. And I just wanted to let everyone know that unfortunately, this is going to be the last episode of the Straight Up Gay Podcast. Uh, Unfortunately, I am still very passionate about this issue and about having the show. However, life has just become too complicated and too busy to continue the show and dedicate the amount of time necessary to maintain a quality podcast for all of you listeners out there. So unfortunately, this will be the last episode. Hopefully one day in the future when life calms down and I have more free time, I will be able to continue the show again at a later date. But unfortunately, episode 26 is going to be the last episode. But the good news is, is that I have a very interesting guest, uh, Sandra Bellamy, today. She is an asexual individual, and she is going to be telling us all about what it means to be asexual. Today on my show is uh, Sandra Bellamy. She lives um, all the way across the pond, I believe, over in the UK. Is that correct? It is. I live in uh, Devon in the UK in a a city called Exeter. Yeah, awesome. And um, so Sandra is our first asexual guest, and we're going to learn all about that today. So the first thing I want to start off with is I have never had anyone identify themselves to me as being an asexual person. So I've never spoken to a person who identifies as asexual. And so I don't know anything about it other than what I was able to Google today. So I may ask some questions that may not be perfectly appropriate. I'm going to do my best to be respectful and understanding, and I just want to learn more about what it means to be asexual. So I, if I ask any questions and I, they, you find them offensive, I apologize early. I, I don't know anything about being an asexual person or much about it other than what I was able to learn off the internet today. So with that being said, um, I hope that you're comfortable telling us all about what it means to be an asexual person so that we can share it not only with the audience, but so that we can learn about it and be more prepared when someone finally does identify as an asexual person. Is that okay? Yeah, this is awesome. Okay. So the first thing I'd like to do is, um, if you could, just tell us a little bit about yourself so everyone out there listening can know a little bit about who you are. Okay. Um, well, I'm Sandra Bellamy, as you probably heard. Um I work in a day job, as I like to call it, uh, which is a big, large retail department store. And I'm a fitted bedroom specialist there. That's what I do by day and by night. I'm an author. I'm actually an author of a book called Asexual Perspectives, uh, 47 Asexual Stories, Love, Life and Sex, A Celebration of Asexual Diversity. So it came out on Kindle in January. And uh, then it was released um, very recently in print format. So um, I just had Asexual Perspectives Awareness Month last month for the launch of the printed version of the book. So, yeah, I'm a a writer 
by night and I'm an ambassador for asexuality actually so you've asked the right person all right well I'm definitely glad to hear that yeah I have a website called asexualized.com and a YouTube channel called Asexualized My Asexual Life and I actually educate people about asexuality so the majority of time I'm not in my day job I'm spending like writing about asexuality talking to asexuals uh, on asexual dating sites uh, you know I just do tons of stuff I've got three asexual groups I run as well on Facebook so it keeps me busy. Yeah. Wow. So, so you are really into the asexual community. So I think I have come to the right person to learn about uh, what it means to be asexual. Absolutely. Okay. So good. So if I can ask any questions, you're the right ask person. Ask away. All right. Yeah. Ask anything. I don't mind. So the first thing I was able to figure out today is I, I kind of had an idea of what asexual meant, but I wanted to be sure. So I went on the internet and I said, what is it? What is asexual? And I got the dictionary definition, which was number one, talking about asexual reproduction, uh, something like um, worms or some other animals that don't actually need a mate to reproduce. They kind of just divide in half. And and I don't know if worms do that. I was just thinking of something off the top of my head. I, I think I remember from biology class that worms asexually reproduce, but I could be wrong. But basically, that's what the first definition was. And then so I continued <laughs> to read down what asexual meant. And it means basically a person who has no sexual attractions towards other people or other things. So Correct. It, the, the latter version. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we don't, yeah. I, I think it's safe to say that you don't just divide in half and reproduce that way. So I would imagine no, that an, no. asexual, an asexual person yeah. is just someone who doesn't have sexual attractions. Yeah. So basically, um, yeah, there's like amoeba jokes and stuff that people think are funny, which asexuals don't. But um, I haven't really had an amoeba joke aimed at me or, you know, um, yeah, that type of thing, luckily. But um they can get quite annoying for people. But basically, asexuality is usually known as a lack of sexual attraction towards anything, anyone. But that doesn't mean to say that we can't feel other forms of attraction, um, such as romantic attraction, emotional attraction, in my case, close attraction, intelligence attraction, creative attraction, spiritual attraction. There's quite a lot of attractions that you can have. And uh, we can be attracted depends on what type of orientation you are. I'm a heteromantic asexual, so I don't experience sexual attraction towards guys, but I do experience romantic attraction towards guys. So hetero means uh, opposite sex I'm attracted to and romantic means I'm attracted to them romantically. So it's a, it's a huge, there's a huge spectrum of asexuals. And within that spectrum, the various orientations, shall we say, so heteromantic's mine, which I, I would be I would be the asexual equivalent of a heterosexual, but I don't experience sexual attraction. And then you've got like biromantic, that'd be the asexual equivalent of a bisexual, but they don't experience sexual attraction towards two genders. They experience a, a romantic attraction. And then you've got homoromantic, that's the equivalent of like a gay asexual, but they don't experience sexual attraction. So they'll experience uh, romantic attraction towards the same gender. And then you have like, things like panromantic, where they experience romantic attraction, but not sexual attraction to any gender. Yeah, and then there's lots of subdivisions and all sorts going on. There's also a thing called aromantic asexuals, also known as aero-aces. They don't experience any romantic attraction or sexual attraction. So yeah, that can get even more complicated. You you used there uh, a romantic attraction. Yeah. So maybe unpack that a little bit. Explain what romantic attraction is. Okay. 
<laughs> I'm actually quite unique in the way I identify because I don't just identify as romantic. But um, but uh, yeah, my my I'm very very unique with my full orientation definition. So I personally uh, identify as a heteromantic, um, hyper romantic, grey a asexual younger cougar who doesn't like sex, just kissing. So that's kind of a mouthful. So hetero means just obviously opposite. Uh, gender so guys romantic attraction is when you'd feel romance with someone so you'd want to um it depends on what again the a- individual asexual as to what they would determine as their romantic safe zones if you if you like or what they're comfortable with so in my case i like holding hands i like kissing cuddling hugging I experience romantic attraction as in what a guy says to me I might think is romantic. I like holding hands, which is romantic, romantic gestures, going out for meals, all that type of thing. And um, I feel like I want to kiss a guy a lot. In my case, I'm a bit, my great eight area, if you like, is passionate kissing. So a lot of asexuals, they might just want to peck on the cheek or kissing a little bit on the lips. But there are some of us, well, particularly me, and I love French kissing. So I like getting right in there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. And um what the what a uh, problem does arise is you can be asexual as in lack of sexual attraction is the definition but you can still be sexual in some of your behaviors and that's where it gets really complicated with um people who don't understand asexuality and even when you are asexual so for example I I don't experience sexual attraction I don't want sex in my case I I'm you know I don't get the urge need or want to have sex with a guy and never look at a, a guy and, and never think that. And obviously, I don't think that with women because I'm not ever attracted to women. But um, in case of passionate kissing, I, I can feel aroused and I have high levels of arousal. And my body, um, the noises I make can be like someone who was having sex, for example. And um, because I like to get stuck in there with the kissing, that can be sexual in behavior. But I still don't want the sex. I don't look at a guy want sex. I just enjoy the dopamine hit of the passionate kissing, basically. Okay. <laughs> so. so the question I have is uh, there is no conditions in which you desire sex with a man. Is that what you were explaining there is what I was getting at? That's what I'm trying to oh, understand. Right. Um, it, yeah, because obviously I'm speaking about mostly my personal point of view. Right. That's but, what I want. I want your personal. Okay. Um, so I don't ever experience sexual attraction, but I have had sex in the past. So basically, um, I've had, uh, I used to be in heterosexual relationships for half my life. And, uh, if you ever read my asexual perspective story, uh, you will find out that I was with a guy, um, my long-term last ex for eight and a half years. So we did used to have sex, but sometimes we go a couple of months without having any. And then sort of I do it a few times just to get it out of the way. But um, I would rather do the washing up than have sex, for example. So he used to try and instigate sex uh, by touching my breasts and stuff. And I really would have rather done the washing up. And I hate washing up. I'm not a very girly girl. I don't like housework at all. So um, even though I had sex, I never, ever once looked at him and thought, I want sex with you. I never, ever got the urge to have sex with him um i've never had that with any of my past boyfriends i've always loved the kissing the cuddling and some touching as well sometimes but never never the never the sex so it's it's um i'm I'm just trying i want to get detailed into um what it feels like because what i'm hearing and if uh, correct me if i'm wrong but it just sounds like um a disinterest in the act of of sex right so you enjoy kissing you enjoy touching uh, hugging, cuddling, showering mm. together, things like that. 
Oh no, I'm nude. I'm nude to repulsed as well. So I don't actually really like a guy seeing me naked either. Okay, personally, so, so, but that's quite rare. Right, but uh, the, the the when the idea of sex comes up, it's it's not a repulsion of of having sex. It's just a a, a lack of interest. Right, like you're just not desiring sex. You're not repulsed by the idea of sex or having sex. You just aren't looking forward to it or or desiring it. Nowadays, I'm known as sex repulsed. So in the past, I had sex, but it wasn't, you know, my my ex, my long term ex of eight and a half years, he was good at sex. I have to say that. But if you ever read my story, he's very abusive. So there was a lot of abuse in the relationship. And the only time he was nice to me was when he was having sex. And mostly he used to do a lot of foreplay and kissing, which is what I liked. And then the sex would come a bit afterwards. So it's kind of like um, because I had the kissing and the foreplay, which I liked, it wasn't that bad. So as an asexual, if you have sex, you more like if you and some asexuals enjoy sex and see it as an activity they like to do. I didn't really get anything from like, oh, I really want to have sex. It's a great activity to do. But when I did it with my partner, because he was abusive in any of every other way apart from being sexually abusive, he was very gentle and kind. I could see why I fell in love with him. So the time that I had with him like that was one of the nicest times. But I was liking it because it was the nicest time with him, not because of the sex itself. So I feel sex repulsed nowadays. I just literally don't like want or need sex. I think it's quite gross to me. You know, so I've gone from accepting that, you know, that I had sex in the past, but I did it because I thought I had to, because I thought that's the norm. And I've always known, like, I didn't like that. And so, but it's like, it wasn't horrendous back then. Like, I couldn't ever have it. But nowadays, it's like, I just don't ever want it. It's just gross to me. Okay. So, <laughs> so you are what you call sex repulsed. So you, you yeah. are, um, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, disgusted by not, by the idea not not disgusted not i can't that, i just can't think yeah. of a better right but you're just gonna, grossed out I was right say like not you for think... other people yeah for me but not other people i have to stress i don't mind what other people do i've got highly sexual friends sure but i no, just no. personally don't like it for me it, right i don't like the male penis either if i'm honest i don't like the male anatomy it, it just yeah. it looks disgusting to me and you know i don't like that and i don't like nudity i used to be naked in the past but i'd rather not and it's like now i've discovered asexuality which is was in 2014 it's like i don't have to do all this stuff anymore unless obviously i end up being with another heterosexual guy which i don't really want but it could happen and i have been dating uh, a heterosexual guy recently which is really weird because in my book i was like i never do that again in my life so i've just kind of like yeah it's really freaked me out a bit yeah. i've met this guy he's quite nice and we get on well so it's like nice. mm, if that ends up developing more that's going to be a very uh difficult dynamic if you know what i mean so yeah that's kind right of hard. and and so i, I want to stress to everyone listening that we're right now at this moment we can talk into other versions of of asexuality but right now i'm just interested in your personal perspective because you yeah. have you're the world's leading expert on your perspective <laughs> right so, so yeah exactly thank so, you for saying that so yeah yeah no so um right at this moment we're not talking about other people we're just talking about yeah. your your perspective and so you do get grossed out by nudity you do get grossed out by the idea or the act of sex and so you'd prefer not to have it um just yeah. cuddling kissing and other romantic type stuff like that Is absolutely that, did, we, that, did we yeah. finally nail it down yeah yeah <laughs> yeah all right so i just yeah. i wanted to make sure i was able to understand exactly where your perspective was at so as we yeah. veer off into other conversations we can kind of know where uh it differs so and i yeah I, I get attracted to foreign guys as well which is a huge problem living in the uk and with asexual dating huge problem i don't hardly ever get attracted to british guys 
in my life anymore. It's uh, I've only when I used to date hedge when I as part from my long term ex, which I split up with in 2011. After that, I had like a year's break of doing anything and not being with guys. And from 2012 to 2014, I only ever dated foreign guys, but they were all heterosexual, 21 to 27 years. So usually I get attracted to much younger guys, but they didn't obviously work out because they wanted sex. And, they, and then in 2014, I found out I was asexual. So uh, another thing I'd like to unpack a little bit is you say you're attracted to them. So normally when we talk about attraction, we're talking about sexual attraction, a person you want to have sex yeah. with. Now for yeah. you, since you're asexual, that attraction, yeah. I would imagine, is a different concept of attraction. So you find them aesthetically pleasing, right? You find them good Correct. looking, right? Yeah. Is what we're talking about, right? Yeah. So for me, um, personally, it's the face. I get attracted to a guy by his face and his frame. So it's like the face down the, the head, the hair, down his shoulders, down his arms. So like the face and frame. I'm particularly attracted to guys who are foreign, short, dark hair, clean shaven. Uh, Indians, my top attraction. Uh, Bangladesh, the Middle Eastern um, so, yeah, I like all that look. I like the Bollywood look. I don't really get attracted to guys with facial hair very much. If they got a little bit and they're foreign, it, I can be a bit attracted to them. But it's all like I'm very specific. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very, very, it's very, specific. very specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like nailing it down. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of hard living in the UK. And it's like, you know, I don't just want to keep going online dating because it's like I want a real person here with me. Because you can't visit, because I, I experience, because uh, I want romance and I do like some physical contact, which is the kissing, which some asexuals can be without that. I really need it. So I want someone here in person, someone I can go out on dates with and stuff and do kissing and cuddling stuff and hang out, watch movies and go to theme parks, zoos, aquariums, um, cinema. That's what I like to do. So with asexuals, you tend to focus a lot more on hobbies and interests with the person than you do, you know, obviously under the bed. Sure. So, man, um, if this is too far, just tell me it's too far. I just, um, well, I'm just trying to, anything. yeah. So I'm just trying to understand asexuality as best as I can. Cause you're the first person I've ever had to been able to ask. And, and please, if this is too far, tell me to, that's too far. And I'll even delete this part out if it's too weird. That's but, it. um, what about self satisfaction and self pleasure? Uh, um, where do you land on okay. that? I mean, so, um, masturbation we're talking about it's yeah fun. masturbation right uh, so the show we we do i do give a disclaimer at the beginning i don't know if you i, I didn't read it live this time i heard i heard in yeah, one of so your no, shows. no cursing but we do talk about sex and human sexuality so feel free to use as medical a term as you can but please no cursing but if you could explain maybe where you land on that Okay, I actually talk about all this stuff in my book, so that's why I'm so yeah. Unfortunately, open. I have much time open. to read it. I did start reading it, but I I didn't make it too far. I got to the first chapter, or so and and I was trying oh. to get through as much as I could before the interview. I just I had a lot uh, going on this last week, and so I wasn't really able to get through much of it. That's all right. Don't worry. Um, so um, yeah, masturbation. So yeah, so basically, I never ever tried masturbation until I found out I was asexual, which is a really really weird thing. Uh, my grandma died, actually, which I, don't, I didn't put in the book. It was quite a traumatic experience. And I thought to myself, well, everyone's doing that. Maybe I should try it. It's just like a bit like one of those life or death moments. Like, oh, well, why don't you give it a go? And it's like, and also, um, it's really, really, really weird. But because I started, um, like I was in um, on asexual forums, um, I actually found myself getting aroused by uh certain things like it's really weird asexuals talk more about sex than 
sort of anyone else does because um, we're very open and honest and we treat it I guess a little bit more clinically as this is what I like this is what I don't like and I found myself in forums when people were talking about sex so much that my body was starting to get aroused it was a really like weird um sort of event that happened in my life which is like oh my god I'm like sexually aroused and I never knew this uh, I never like registered it as arousal and then so I I don't look at porn I hate that type of thing personally but um when people were talking about sex all the time I, my body was like doing this arousal thing I'm like this is really weird so anyway um in 2014 I tried masturbation it kind of makes me feel sick um uh, but I can do it and I'm good at it if you know what I mean so like yeah it's like but it gets a bit addictive and it's like no I'd ra- I actually would rather a boyfriend do that for me which is a bit weird saying that to the whole world no I mean it's, listening to it's, it's not weird <laughs> uh, you know so we all have our you know let me make a comment real quick about the asexuals talking more about sex than anyone else right so I'm, I'm an atheist right and atheists talk more about religion than religious people talk about religion so I know exactly <laughs> yeah. where you're coming from on that but it's not weird everyone has their thing that they like and you don't even really get to choose it. You just discover something that you like and you like it and you don't choose. You don't like, hmm, I think I'm going to like having my toe tickled today or something like that. You know, <laughs> those aren't things that we decide consciously to like or enjoy. We just discover that, oh, when I touch this there or when I do this thing or when I read this thing, I feel excited. So it's not anything you can control. So it's not weird in any way. You just discover the mm. things that you like, right? Um, yeah, but it makes me feel sick. Though. That's the thing. I don't like actually doing that to myself well what i meant I, was I you like you like have, a, a partner to do it yeah for you. if right. i've been in a long-term committed relationship for me it's not right. just like anyone yeah right not just a random tinder date or anything like that no 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 it's yeah. happy if i was in a, a, a committed relationship um that type of thing yeah so it's, it's really very precious to me if you know yeah. what i mean and okay. obviously they need to be really gentle and i'd need to talk them for it and stuff like that. So, sure yeah, yeah no i understand all that um so the question i have now um i would like to know is um what is the earliest time you remember um you may not have been able to identify it as asexuality or a lack of sexual attraction but um what was the if you look back at it now, you go, really, I've, I've never really been. So normally when I ask this question, I ask it to a person who is a, a, a gay person or a transgender person. So they have kind of like this distinct oh, yeah. moment in which they go, oh, yeah, I was doing this thing. I was dressing up this way or I was looking at my friend kind of thing. And they have this moment where they can recall the first time they felt this way. Um, I yeah. don't know if you ever had that kind of experience, like the earliest experience, because you have kind of like a lack of desire and so i don't yeah. know if do you have yeah, an I early have, exp- I ha- yeah i have actually <laughs> uh, no no so, please tell me i was i was curious i don't so, know how that would work so. yeah so um i have an experience which i now put down to the fact i was asexual back then but i didn't know it but um you know so basically i was six years old and there was an experience with a boy um which a counselor later said when I was at college because I was really still traumatized by it that it was a doctors and nurses thing and I just felt so disgusted um at the time so um yeah it was like this boy I was with six years old he was my boyfriend at six years old but it wasn't particularly nice experience really I mean the kissing I was kissing him and I enjoyed that <laughs> and cuddling and then he was like asking to look at stuff um and I'm like I didn't really want to do it but I felt I had to and I was like six years old and I felt really invaded and gross and I felt really guilty and bad for like years and years and I was keeping it secret 
uh, for years and years and never told anyone. And I just felt really horrible. And then when I saw a counsellor at college, they didn't understand what the problem was. They're like, it's just doctors and nurses. It's exploring. That's what kids do. I said, but I, it was, it was wrong. I know it was wrong. It's really bad. I felt invaded. I felt horrible. I was crying. I was so upset. And she couldn't understand it. She just never had an idea about why I was so upset. She just couldn't fathom it. But now I realized that I was asexual back then because there's no other explanation for it other than I didn't like sexual contact like that. And um, I just like kissing and cuddling back at you know, the age of six. Um, in terms of nudity, I'm nudity repulsive. I mean, nudity repulsive. Like, I don't like looking at other females' bodies or in in films, TV, movies, sculptures, artwork. I've particularly got um, a thing about naked women. I hate it. And like when I was two, I had this um, awakening that I was on the potty in front of my mum. You know, <laughs> I presume it was two. I might have been younger than that. I might have been one and a half, actually, I think. But, um, you know, yeah, probably younger because I think we moved. Did we move? Anyway, uh, I was really young because I was on my potty, obviously. And all of a sudden, I realised that my mum was looking at me naked. And I'm like, oh, God, this isn't right. And that's like from uh all the way back then yeah so that's a bit weird but yeah so hope that answers your question yeah it does so it sounds like you were uh early on you were um aware of your nudity and, and you didn't um like it when people saw you nude right yeah. um and then uh again when you were older and you had your boyfriend at six and you guys <laughs> yeah. did, you, you played doctor like kids around that age you know sometimes do and you didn't enjoy that either right so you had these experiences early on that that again you didn't have words to explain it but you at least knew that how you felt early on yeah i felt well yeah i didn't even call it doctors and nurses that's what the uh, counselor did it just makes me feel grosser even saying like <laughs> it's like it's in, it, well, it's kind of like it's invalidating my feelings do you know what i mean like saying it's just yeah. an ordinary occurrence well to me it wasn't ordinary to me it's bang out of order and uh, I did it because I was kind of like I was kind of like emotionally blackmailed by him as well at six years old, which is a bit weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's like kind of I I wanted love, but I didn't want all the sexual stuff. And yeah. yeah, it's kind of like yeah, even at six, it's kind of a bit like mm, a hard time in my life. That <laughs> yeah. So. so- um the so now that we know that early on you had the feelings but you didn't know quite what to call it mm. um when did you first discover oh my goodness I'm asexual right like when you identified and you understood what yeah. that meant and what the words were when did that happen yeah. 2014 around March 2014 so basically um after in 2014 I came to the conclusion I couldn't date heterosexual guys anymore because I'd literally nearly wet my Self around them from um, the sheer expectation that at the end of a date they'd want sex. So I would I would date from 2012 to 2014. I was dating heterosexual guys, and they literally all wanted sex with them in about the first five minutes of kissing them, which I just loved the kissing. And um, it became so bad. I was literally nearly wetting my pants because I just couldn't uh, cope with the um, the feeling of being around them, knowing that they've got sexual energy. I can feel sexual energy off them. And it's the expectation that they were going to want sex. And if I didn't do it, they'd pressurise me into it or wouldn't be with me. And it's just too much. And I thought, there's got to be someone like me. Surely I can't cope with this anymore. And it was really weird because um, I had a letter come from the counsellor. Well, not a letter, a phone call to say you've been on a waiting list for counselling and now you can have it. But I never knew I was on a waiting list. I saw a counsellor originally for other stuff at depression, anxiety, like uh, I think it was nearly a year before. And they phoned me out blue going, oh, you 
you've got some counselling. And I was told by the previous counsellor I didn't need counselling anymore because I was over depression. And she said, you can answer all your questions yourself. Anything else you've got? I was over depression in 2012 anyway. So, um, so yeah, it's really weird. I got this call out of the blue. So I thought the only thing it can be to do with is the fact that I'd had um, abuse as well when I was uh, before when I I was like 16 years old and I thought it might be to do that and I thought um also that um you know I can't date um sexual guys anymore so I thought it was a good opportunity to not look a gift horse in the mouth as it were and actually um go there and tre- see if I can get some help for that so I had an incident when I was like 15 years old but all my sexual relationships were after that so that's not why I'm asexual so I had sex with other people after that but um so yeah it was kind of weird for me. So in 2014, I went to see this counsellor and I told her that um, I couldn't have sex in a relationship anymore, but I still experienced romantic attraction. I still like kissing and cuddling and I wanted a relationship. But I was worried um, because, you know, I I, I wanted um, to be with uh, in a relationship but without sex. And I was saying to her, surely there's someone else like me in the world, you know, and she said that basically I would have to have sex in order to keep a good guy and so it was like really horrible because I went there to find out um you know I went there to find out well to hopefully have someone tell me that yeah you can have a relationship without sex you can be fine and this is how you can do it and she blatantly said the wrong thing she said that you know if you want to have have a good guy you're gonna have to have sex to keep him and it was just horrible and then I went home and googled I love kissing but not sex and it came up with asexuality and then I found uh, discovered asexuality.org which is the biggest online community for asexuals and I was looking for some in their forum threads and I found out this sounds like me and there was other people that did you know that wanted a relationship without sex and they wanted love without sex and I'm like my gosh you know this is me this is totally me and then when I went back to the counsellor and asked her to look it up she said she would then the next week she didn't and it was like she was making up excuses saying oh the NHS won't let us look up such a site and I'm like well you could have done it at home and she's like you know you could just tell she wasn't interested she just automatically thinks that you have to have sex in order to have a relationship and keep a good guy and now I know asexuality you don't have to do that yeah so during my uh when I had a chance to kind of research into asexuality a little bit, I came across something that was like uh, eight things you should never say to someone who's asexual. And, um, one of the things I found was exactly what she said, um, (laughs) was that, um, uh, where is it here? Hold on. Let me have to cut out the gap here, but, uh, uh, where did it go? You know, you know, when you asked me about masturbation earlier, I just have to let you know that asexuals get fed up with people asking about masturbation. I don't mind because I've got a book. I, I'm like, I know what I'm talking about. I'm quite happy to answer any questions that people have nowadays because I, I, do, I educate people about asexuality. But one of the things asexuals absolutely hate, which I know they'll want me to fight their corner for them and say, is that they hate being automatically asked. It's one of the first questions. It's like, okay, so you don't have sex. You don't experience sexual attraction. Do you masturbate? And lots of asexuals are like, no, it's not all right to ask that because you wouldn't ask a heterosexual that question. So why should right. you ask an asexual? So I just have to let you know that's how they feel. I'm okay no, because sure, I educate yeah. people about it, and I'm trying to explain to you how it is for me and so and for the audience so you can understand it. But you know that yeah. is 
something. I, I don't that think it's. Special. I don't think it's ever appropriate to ask anyone um, out of you know a sort of educational context. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, whether or not they masturbate, I wouldn't ever. Even if we were out. But and it, having a normal conversation, I hope I would have enough sense not to go, hmm, I wonder if you masturbate. You know, I wouldn't. That's what we get asked, though, a lot in general I'm conversation. Sure, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So um, that's definitely a good point, And thank you for pointing it out. Um, but to get back to your other point about where she said, you know, if you don't yeah. put out. So it says here, you know, that no one's going to want to be with you if you don't put out, per se, or have sex. And the response is basically seriously like there's no way anyone's going to want to be with me my my only value is in the ability to to give you know have sex with another person right like there's no other value to me other than the ability to do that or that's my primary value is basically the response there and um i i mean i i think it's really unfortunate that you had that experience with a counselor probably just someone who was ill educated and and underinformed and and probably should have taken the real time to look more into it and at least maybe consult with other people who have more knowledge about it so that they knew how to treat and and counsel you better uh so i'm really yeah, i'm really, really sorry to, yeah i'm really sorry to hear that um it's Fine. unfortunate but um, it sounds like you're in a good place now and, and yeah. you were able, you know, recently in the, you really moved fast in three years, you know, you, you figured out you were asexual as far as the word is concerned. And then yeah. three years later, you're like the, what sounds like a very involved, uh, person in the asexual community and, and, uh, you run three asexual groups and you do a lot of asexual, um, community work. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you really accomplished a lot in three years. I hope I can accomplish half as much as you do in three years. <laughs> Thank you. I hold asexual meetups as well. We just had one at the weekend. And uh, one of the people that attended, he was like, oh, um, so when did you find out you were asexual then? And I'm like, in 2014. And I started doing my, my YouTube, you know, my asexualized, my asexual life YouTube channel in about October 2015. And he's like, oh, I thought you'd known you're asexual for years with the way you talk and for like the expert that you are. And I'm like, I know, but it just comes naturally to me. It's like I was always born to help others um, discover they were asexual. I, I do help a lot of people in private message for free constantly. You know, people come to me and they, they see me um, doing asexual work and they message me and they want me to help them identify their orientation. And, you know, I was with I was over my parents once and there was this guy messaging me for an hour and a half wanting me to narrow down. First of all, uh, talk to him, you know, a bit about asexuality and then sort of help him uh, discover what orientation he was within the asexual um, spectrum and you know and he was people they tell me their private stuff because I'm like seen as an expert they do tell me you know about sexual stuff so they they might say what they do and don't like in a relationship you know they might say about the touching the masturbation um, whether attracted to guys girls or the amount they're attracted to guys amount they're attracted to girls but it's both of them you know and so it's quite in depth what I do um you know, and I, I, people don't see the work I do behind the scenes with all the messages I constantly get. And they ask me relationship advice as well. And it's quite a lot. Yeah. And I do run three groups. I've got two Facebook asexual pages as well. And asexualized.com is my website. I, I create and design t-shirts for asexuals as well and sell them on amazon.com and Redbubble under my brand name of asexualized. So, yeah, well, yeah. I'll give you another opportunity to plug all of your stuff at the end. Um, so <laughs> I, I promise you'll away. have time. You don't have to squeeze it in there. I'll give you plenty of time to plug all the things. So That's if you true. have them all listed there, feel free at the end there. Uh, and I, I promise it's not a bother now, but I don't want you to feel like you're not going to be able to squeeze it in if, if, if you don't do it now. So, um, 
But uh, one of the questions I normally ask people, so um, I would I would consider um, asexuality to be part of the LGBTQ spectrum. Um, you don't consider that, and I respect that. I, I mean, I, I guess it would just be a matter of understanding the terms oh. and what we're talking mm-hmm. about and maybe just a difference of, of vocabulary. Um, oh, I, I need to say something like, I, I know that the A in LGBT plus QIA yeah, usually no. I know the A stands for asexual. Usually, apart from there's a debate whether it stands for asexual or allies, but in general, it's known as asexual. I do. I am aware of that that we're meant to be uh, seen officially as part of the LGBT community. But I talk about this in book, my book that I don't personally actively take part in the community because I'm not LGBT, and uh, you know, um, LGBT is very much based on. Uh, a sexual orientation that's still based on who you're sexually attracted to whereas with asexuals we're based our orientation is based on who we're not sexually attracted to which is no one so it's two completely different mindsets and i think this is why sometimes asexuals are um i know i'd because i don't actively take part in that i can only say what other asexuals say and sometimes they feel discriminated against in that community and they feel misunderstood uh and i understand why lgbt don't understand us because it is two completely different mindsets i know we're both in the minority which is why why it's good for us to work together but it is two completely different you know the orientations revolve around two different types of attraction well i i definitely understand where you're coming from so being an atheist right um i don't believe in Mm. any god or gods right and and so Mm -hmm. In in that sense of being a theist or without a theism, you are asexual or without sexual attraction. So we kind of have some yeah. commonality there, right? So yeah. So when when people say, you know, well, you know, you're not part of the LGBT community, it's just like saying, well, I'm not a part of the religious community because I lack a belief in any religion or any faith or any any belief in gods, right? And so you are part of the, um, you are well. Like you said, it's part of a larger community of um, people who are not cisgendered heterosexual people uh, or in that minority, right? You are technically, according to your terms, uh, not part of that community because that is about sexual identity, not a lack of – or sexual attraction, not a lack of sexual attraction, just like I'm not part of the religious community. So I definitely see your point there. And uh, it, it it is a very nuanced distinction, but I think it's a valid point, and I think you it makes sense to me. I don't have anything to any further comments for Thanks. that. You uh, you get my approval. I mean, uh, good job. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So um, one of the things I would normally ask someone is their coming out story, um, uh-huh. either to, either to their friends or to their parents or anything like oh. that, and what those experiences are like. So. Um, yeah. I don't know if you knew that you were asexual, and uh, I don't know if your parents are alive uh, or dead. Yeah, or, they're, or they're if alive. Have... They're, it's in my book. I can explain it to you. So, um, yeah. So basically, I fa- when I found out I was asexual in 2014, I mean, it took me a few weeks of research on the forums to actually say, yeah, I'm definitely asexual. Um, but as soon as I found out, and I was like, you know, this sounds like me. I phoned my parents up on the phone. I think it was in. I think it was in the city. 
so basically I never because I didn't really know anything about asexuality back then I never even knew it's called coming out like obviously if you're gay you come out I never knew that it was no big deal to me it was just like like you know telling someone in conversation so I never had any fear or anything like that that lots of people do and I just phoned my parents and I go oh um you know I found out that I, I I'm I think I'm asexual and I was explaining this lack of sexual attraction and there was people, you know, there's forums I found and there's people like me who want love without sex and, you know, and we can still like kissing and cuddling and, you know, that, and I really related to it. And um, there wasn't so much said in the first conversation, but the second time I phoned my mum up, she's like, oh yeah, it sounds like you. So I could only assume that my mum and dad had Googled I love kissing, <laughs> but not saying, well, Googled asexuality. I was going to say I love kissing, but not saying because that's how I found out but I can only assume that they googled asexuality um, after I told them about it because literally they did say it sounds like you so um, that was just the second conversation and they totally accepted it and actually they know me and understand me a lot more now because they, for years they didn't understand me especially to do with relationships and they didn't they used to I mean even my parents they used to laugh at me I mean I had a three-week relationship with a Bangladesh guy and he literally they split up with him because he, he, he was seeing another girl behind my back because he wanted sex, you know. And I remember talking on the phone to my parents and my parents are uh, like, don't know sex before marriage. So I was absolutely shocked when they were laughing at me saying, I don't want sex with this guy. I'm like, well, you don't ha you don't agree with sex before marriage, yet you're laughing at the fact I won't have sex with this guy. So it's kind of ironic. But um, it was horrible. And they were laughing going, oh, you just want a platonic friend. You do. And I was like, no, because I don't kiss my just friends, you know. And there is some asexuals, they do want a platonic relationship. They want something called a platonic relationship or some want a queer platonic relationship. But I don't, I don't actually experience platonic attraction myself and I don't want a platonic relationship. I don't want just a friendship. I want to basically I want like a full on relationship, but without the sex. And in my case, I don't like nudity either. So, but, yeah. you know, so, yeah. And so, then, um, so they were... They were your parents when you told them you were asexual and, and talking about your the relationship with your Indian boyfriend. Um, oh, I haven't had an Indian boyfriend. Or I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, the guy I was talking about a few minutes ago, I was saying I had a, a relationship with a Bangladesh guy for three weeks, oh. and at that point, before I found out I was asexual, they were laughing at me. Okay. And then when I found out, um, I hadn't got the boyfriend when I found out I was asexual. That was a while ago. I think that was like 2013, I think, like a year before or something. But when I found out, um, I was just trying to explain that their attitude, how it was before I found out I was asexual and how it was after I found out I was asexual. So basically, at the point when I was with this Bangladesh guy, um, and we split up because basically he was interested in another girl and having sex with her. But when I, when I, at the time I was just in the three week relationship, I told my mum and dad that I didn't want sex and they were like laughing at me on the phone saying, Oh, you know, you, you just want a platonic friend. And I was trying to explain to them, no, I, I still want a relationship. Um, but you know, I want romance. I want kissing and cuddling. I don't just kiss. I don't kiss my friends. So that's a, a very strong boundary and distinction for me. And then like a year later, when I was found out I was asexual, that attitude changed towards me because I told them I was asexual and they said, oh, it sounds like you. And now things make sense to them. And especially the, especially now I know there's others that are nudity repulsed. There's not that many, but there's quite a lot of ones that are sex repulsed, obviously, and they can understand me more now. So it's so much better, the relationship I have with them. Uh, but I did come out to two friends that I wanted to talk to you about if I've got time to, to tell you. Yeah. So basically, those are my 
parents. But my my one of the friends at work was a very different story. So the first uh, person I came out to in my work, I actually knew her from a previous job. And um, when I was walking uh, home with her, she lived uh, not too far from where I live. So it was going in the same direction. I told her, I think, so I was quite sloppy in my asexuality concept back then I was, th- I was like um very slack in the sense I was like wishy-washy as in like oh I think I may be asexual you know as far as I know and I know now never to be like that I'm really strong definitely asexual no question about it but back then I was like very tentative and still finding out about it and I was like oh I, I've discovered that I'm asexual you know I think I, I'm asexual and and she's like, uh, oh, don't be silly. You know, you always get attracted to guys. You're always talking about guys. And I said, yeah, I know, particularly foreign guys, because I'm aesthetically attracted to them, but I don't want sex with them. And she's like, oh, come on. You just haven't met the right person yet. And that is something that asexuals get accused of a lot. You haven't met the right person yet. I wish back then I'd say, no, I haven't met the right asexual person. <laughs> you know, yeah. Right. So that that's what I was really good comeback but um yeah. i didn't think like that then. well and that's what i was just thinking of is is uh dating is going to be particularly difficult for an asexual person because um sexual people are going to want sex right i mean yeah. it's just it, it as natural as it is for you to not want sex as far as you're concerned it's going to be just mm-hmm. as natural for a sexual person a sexual person not an asexual person yeah and um but it's just as natural for them to desire sex as much as it is for you to mm. not desire sex. And so I can imagine that finding a partner who um, is asexual must be pretty difficult, um, especially it's... because you're you're probably going to be in the minority of minorities and and it's going to be few and far between before you can find someone who is is not only is um, asexual as you are, but the type of asexual as you are, because they may enjoy nudity or touching or other things that you don't enjoy. So even that in and of itself, even if you do find an asexual person, it still may not be the right asexual person. So, um, it sounds like your dating life is going to be very difficult. Is that about accurate? That's completely accurate. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I, I'm not trying to sound glib or anything. I just I'm trying to understand the yeah. uh, or or express to and yeah, explain not... to the audience how difficult yeah, it might be to tough. be an asexual person because you have yeah. to find not just a person who's asexual but who also is asexual and and asexual in the same manner as you are. Correct. You really, really understood me well. I have to say, one of the best people ever to understand me well in this respect. So I'm on asexual dating sites. I'm on two asexual dating sites, ace-book.net and asexualitic.com. And I'm also in about uh, at least five asexual dating groups on Facebook, probably something like seven, actually. But I know I've at least five off the top of my head that I'm in. Uh, And on the asexual dating sites, I mean, it's really hard as well because I'm an extrovert. So I'm quite proactive, but not a lot of people are. But yeah, so basically I've been trying to find my asexual soulmate since 2014 when I first went on the asexual dating site asexualitic.com and it's just so tough because it's trying to get compatible match it's nearly impossible I mean I like get attracted to foreign guys for starting living in the UK and I don't want to move I love my home so that's a huge major problem for me I don't like nudity so again that's another like you said a huge barrier and major problem for me um, and I love kissing passionate kissing and so with me it's really difficult because I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. If you pardon the expression that could be a bit naughty in terms of <laughs> sexual. It's fine. So, um, yeah, because I'm 
because um, I love the passionate kissing. I get very, very aroused when I'm kissing. I actually kind of like being aroused, but I don't like the sex and don't want it and don't need it and don't get the urge for it. I'm like kind of like a, between a rock and a hard place because I'm seen by some asexuals as too sexual in behavior for them. But I'm not sexual enough usually to be with a heterosexual because they want sex and I can't have it. And I don't want it and don't need it. So I'm kind of like stuck. I mean, a grey A definition, I'm not a typical grey A definition. So a grey A asexual is someone who experiences sexual attraction under limited, rare or specific circumstances or who experiences sexual attraction but not enough to want to act on it. And I'm not any of those. I don't experience sexual attraction at all. And in my book, I redefine great A to mean great areas, as in you've got an area that could be seen as sexual, even in behavior, for example, but actually you still don't experience sexual attraction. So I, I identify as heteromantic great A because when I'm on asexual dating sites, literally the passionate kissing is, is what um, – you know, I end up talking to a lot of guys about because it's like it's a very gray area. Some of them will go too far with that for me. So there was one guy and he would completely want to strip off, kiss those, strip off, do all the touching and nudity thing just without the bit of intercourse. And that for me is too sexual for me. You know, I can't be doing with that. It's too close for comfort, you know, and it's like I don't like nudity as it is. And, and you know, it's just too much. So it's really hard to get a compatible grey A match, if you like, compatible, passionate kissing match. It's it's hot. It's nearly been impossible for me. I mean, I don't say anything's impossible. I think there's always a chance, but it's really, really difficult. And um, and then there's all the shared interests and hobbies that you have to do because I have to have because with asexuals, because we're not focused on the sex, um, we focus on other stuff like compatibility in terms of hobbies interests what we chat about if we're going to get along if we're going to be able to go out to the same places together do the same sort of stuff it's much more centered around common commonalities rather than physical um desire like even you know like in sexual relationships sometimes you know you can find out years later you're incompatible because all it's been is like constant like sexual attraction like let's jump in let's have sex and it covers up a lot of the cracks in the relationship the ones where you don't really communicate the ones where you haven't got much in common but the sex if you know what I mean so in a way asexual love and relationships are a very good foundation for a good relationship I was going to say more than heterosexual relationships but I'll get my hands slapped by loads of heterosexuals now but I was saying you know because any relationship foundation should be based on friendship like the best friendship ever even heterosexual relationships for example or sexual relationships in general and with asexuals we focus much more on the friendship and the very solid foundation of communication so we've got the basis of an absolutely amazing relationship whereas some sexuals will focus more on the physical aspect and they won't you know they won't focus all that much on the friendship and then when things start to go wrong you know the cracks start to show and that they sort of go you know distance themselves from each other and then that's when things go wrong so yeah, yeah i understand i mean it's it's a it's a very complicated um sexual orientation or or non-sexual orientation it's it's <laughs> it comes with a lot of nuance i mean it, i can tell right now i mean i've only been able to talk to you for the last i don't know 45 minutes or so and i can definitely detect there's a lot of nuance in this kind of um 
sexual um i i don't know if to call it an orientation it's, it's cool or... it's called the sexual orientation yeah basically it's yeah. a sexual orientation there's a lack of sexual attraction there is also another part to the definition which most people don't um notice or don't pay attention to so for example on wikipedia it's defined as a lack of sexual attraction and or little to no interest in sexual activities so you could i mean it's not very well talked about it's kind of a little bit of a controversial subject in a way so most people are born asexual but don't realize it but there are a few people you can come across in life that have had regular sex and had like a sex drive and identify as being a sexual person before and then all of a sudden they lose their drive and it's a permanent thing for them and they're no longer interested in sexual activities and there's a couple of people like this in my book and um so they are a they identify as asexual now you know and it's like they're completely asexual now but um it's a bit of controversial because asexuality is something you're born with it's it's a it's not a choice and people think you know like celibacy is a choice asexuality isn't a choice it's something you're usually born with or you just are but there are times you know so that's where it's a sexual it's a sexual orientation just like uh, homosexuality or gay people right they don't choose to be gay it's just how they feel inside and for you it's the same way you just don't feel that way inside yeah yeah and so um if i could try to maybe clarify just so i understand it a little bit uh even better is um, the way I am seeing it now is if we were to think of um, asexuality on kind of a, a sliding horizontal scale, Correct. right in right in the middle would be someone who desires no sex, no physical sexual interaction whatsoever. And then you could slide one way or the other and people who would like some or increased values of um, uh, a, a, right. attraction, right? And then physical um, okay um you're sort of yeah uh i'm not exactly I'm try- I'm so try- basically because so you're yeah, saying there's a is, there's a yeah, grade a so yeah let me explain so there's a spectrum asexuality is a spectrum and it starts sort of at the heart of asexuality i've got to be careful here because i don't want to upset any asexuals we're all asexual we're all valid we're all equal because we're all asexual but sort of you start off the spectrum the asexual spectrum if you like at aromantic asexuals now it gets a bit complicated because you can get aromantic sexuals and you can get aromantic asexuals so an aromantic is someone who doesn't experience romantic attraction so you can get aromantic sexuals they don't experience romantic attraction but they still want the sex in case you know and they desire it but in case of aromantic asexuals let me hold on let me stop you there for just a second so let me let me correct my previous statement then so um what i what i do uh or what it what i did to help me understand um uh, people who are homosexual or gays and um cisgender or not gay oh geez hold on i'm gonna have to start that over um I was going to explain the spectrum no, no, no. to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, I know. I, I had it clear in my head. So um, I, I'm just trying to make a relationship here with um, asexuality and the LGBT community. So um, what I imagine is oh. like a cross, right? And so you have on the vertical axis someone's um, uh, gender identity, and then you have their sexual identity on the horizontal, right? So you can have a you can have a gay person who is transgender, so they would be... Um, so this, this spectrum here vertically is your gender identity, how you, how you see yourself as a man or a woman, whereas the horizontal axis is your sexual attractions to a man or, or to male or female. And so if I'm, if I'm understanding the initial point of your, 
spectrum here is you can have romantic attractions, both aromantic and romantic, and then you can have asexual and sexual, correct? No. Um, so basically, asexuality is like a spectrum. So it starts off regardless of what gender you're attracted to, if we take that out of equation at the moment so basically asexuality is like a spectrum and if you think of it like a scale aromantics as someone who don't experience romantic attraction or sexual attraction then it moves up the scale to the middle which is the heteromantics or the biromantics panromantics you know depending on who they're attracted to and then it moves up the scale again to the gray a's and the demisexuals so the more sexual end of the asexual spectrum and within that for example between aromantics and heteromantics you've got gray romantics so the aromantics appear, aromantic asexuals are the ones that don't experience sexual attraction or romantic attraction. There are a few aromantics that may experience a little bit of romantic attraction in certain instances or circumstances. So they're known as the grey romantics. And it goes up to like the middle, which is sort of the heteromantics. But they, well, it's the romantics in general. It can be heteromantic, biromantic, panromantic, you know, homoromantic. And then it's the grey A's. They're otherwise known as grey A's, grey sexual and demisexuals so a demisexual is someone who can only form sexual attraction after they've formed a strong emotional bond with someone so they're asexual to like the core and then when they when they meet sort of like it may be like one person like in two years they felt sexual attraction towards because they formed a really strong emotional bond with them and um, then they become sexually attracted to them so they're still part of the asexual community because they're still on the asexual spectrum because they can only ever experience sexual attraction in that way. Um, so, yeah, but then in effect, they, they are, you know, they're then desiring sex with someone. So it goes from like no, no romance, no sexual attraction all the way up to some in limited and specific circumstances. Okay, and that makes, that then makes within sense. That, you, yeah, then within that, you have your own gender identity. So basically... Uh, in terms of me, I'm a heteromantic. I only get attracted to guys. And then, like I was saying earlier, it's panromantic. You'd be attracted to multiple genders. And then biromantic, you'd be attracted to two. Homoromantic, you'd be attracted to the same gender or sex. You know? Sure. And then there's there's so many different variations within that as well. I mean, you can get de demiromantic. So yeah, I'm sure. If you, <laughs> it just goes everybody falls into a different category on the spectrum. I, I, I get it. It yeah. makes sense now. So, yeah. Um, we we have to start wrapping up. Unfortunately, I, I could go um, a, a bit further, but I know it's late there for you and I have, you know, it's getting late here for me as well. So we're gonna have to start wrapping up. And uh, uh, I had a great conversation. I learned a lot. Um, I really appreciate you being open with us and, and allowing me to ask um, inappropriate questions, I guess. And um, <laughs> so uh, we're at the end of the show. If you have any organizations that you like to plug or that you belong to, um, any of your projects, your book or anything you want to plug and let the audience, if they wanted to go find out, um, now's the time to share that. So go ahead and tell them, uh, uh, tell us what you got. Okay. So my website's asexualized with an S, asexualized.com. Uh, so basically, I have products, resources, and services on there for asexuals. Um, if you want uh, to find out more about asexuality in general, obviously, other than asexualized.com, my website, uh, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Asexualized My Asexual Life. If you type that in Google, Asexualized My Asexual Life, I educate people about asexuality on that channel. Um, so if you subscribe, then you'll get like regular videos. Um, asexuality.org. I don't 
I don't own it. Um, I'm just part of the community there. But asexuality.org is the biggest online community for asexuals around the globe. So you can um, participate in loads of forum discussions, find out all about asexuality there. Um, There's also a thing called Avon, A-V-E-E, A-V-E-N, which is the same as asexuality.org. It's a shortened version of it, Avon, but there's a, a page called Avon Wiki. Um, which is like a Wikipedia for asexuals page. So they can go and find out more information about asexuality there. Um, In terms of me on social media, I've got Facebook. um, So facebook.com slash asexualize, A-C-E-X-U-I-Z, because Facebook don't recognize the word asexual. So in the HTTP address, um, you have to put asexualize with a C rather than an S in it. So A-C-E. And then I'm on Twitter at Asexualized with an S. And I've got Asexualized Dating as well on Facebook. And then I own three groups as well. So I own uh, the Asexual Business Gurus and Entrepreneurs group. And I own the Asexual Friends group, which is known as Asexual, uh, sorry, Ace Friends Are Us in the HTTP address. And Asexualized Dating as well group, which is for asexuals who specifically don't want sex in a relationship so i got three groups uh that people can check out and apply to and i have a newsletter um on my asexualized.com website that people can subscribe to and that's like um regular information about asexuals and help advice and things about dating and positives about being asexual really empowering newsletter yeah yeah okay and my so, book don't forget to check out asexual perspectives they must say about my book 47 yeah, no, asexual please, plug stories your it's book, amazing where, yeah where can you yeah. find your book yeah, so asexual uh, perspectives. You can just type it in the address bar. It's on it's on um, Amazon dot com, Amazon dot co uk, Amazon Indian site, pretty much uh, all over the globe. Asexual perspectives on, on expanded distribution, so you can you know bookshops can actually get it as well. Um, and also um, it's on Kindle as well and Amazon. But it's known the full titles: Asexual Perspectives, Forty Seven Asexual Stories and i've interviewed 46 asexuals around the globe for it so they're all telling their very own personal story giving advice and help to other asexuals and they literally um the subtitle is love life and sex a celebration of asexual diversity so it's literally going into the asexuals what they really think of love life and sex it asks really personal questions like what do asexuals think about masturbation what do they think about kinks what do they think about pawns what do they think about bdsm you know um, how difficult is it to be asexual in a sexualized world what advice would you give to people who are just starting out and considering thinking about being asexual you know and all the usual questions like how do they find out there is asexual the discovery you know what objections or um what what awkward situations have they had and how did they overcome it so it's a really good book for not only finding out if you know all about asexuality but it's got asexuals all across the spectrum in it as well which is why it's it's so important it's to celebrate asexual diversity so it shows people that aromantic people that are heteromantic pan-romantic pan-romantic it's got a transgender asexual in there as well um agender asexual so it literally is across the gen you know the gender identity spectrum if you like and across the asexual spectrum it gives a really good overview of all the sort of different nuances and views f- throughout the spectrum it's a really really good insight for people 
Okay. Wow. You got a lot going on there. So I'll tell you what, you, you gave out a lot of information and places for people to go, and some of them were spelled differently. So if you would email me a list of your links and give yeah. a little bit you know, of, of what each of them are, I will add all of that to the show notes and to the blog page. Oh, so if people wanted to check out any of your information, if you, if you send me a list of the links you want to send people to yeah. or places to buy your book, I will put them on my blog page for this episode and in the show notes for people who listen on iTunes and Stitcher and all that. And that way, if they want to look at any of the links you've provided, they are they have easy access to all of them because I know some of them are spelled differently and it may be oh, difficult. I know. I mean, yeah, and so I, it may be difficult yeah. to find. So if you just send me a yeah. list, it'll make it real easy, and and I'll give everyone the opportunity to check out any of your information. That's really good. It's awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Sandra, it was a really great talk. It was very informational. I learned a lot. And uh, I just really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. I know we kind of had a little bit of a schedule conflict. And so we were able to find time being that we're five time zones apart. Um, yeah. But really, honestly, I mean, it was a great conversation. Um, I learned a lot. I think I feel like I have a very good grasp of what it means to be an asexual person. And uh, thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's amazing. You're welcome. And I want to thank all of you out there for listening. Just remember, we can make the world a better place for LGBTQ people. And please consider donating to any um, LGBT organizations or asexual organizations that help those people achieve equality. Please take the time to visit Sandra's information. Check out more about her asexualized, asexual perspectives, right? Asexualized.com is my website. Asexual no, no, the book. Uh, oh, Asexual Perspectives, 47 Asexual Stories is the name of the book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So make sure you check out her book on Amazon.com. If you want to email me, if you're an asexual person listening to this show and you disagree with anything I or Sandra said, please send your hate mail to Sandra. I'm just kidding. Uh, you can send your mail to me at major at straightupgaypodcast.com. You can tweet me on Twitter at SUG Podcast. I'm also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Straight Up Gay Podcast. And I'm also on Google Plus, although I'm not very active on Google Plus. So if you message me on Google Plus, it may take a little bit of time for me to get back to you. But remember, if you go to the homepage, www.straightupgaypodcast.com, there is links to all my social media, all the places you can listen to the show, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Google Play, all those places you can find everything you need on my homepage, www.straightupgaypodcast.com. This has been episode 26, and I will see everyone on episode 27. John Stuart Mill, 19th century utilitarian philosopher, once said, Let not anyone pacify his conscience by the delusion that he can do no harm if he takes no part and forms no opinion. Bad men need nothing more to compass their ends than that good men should look on and do nothing. Talk to people, engage them, listen to them, and do this particularly with people who disagree with you. Hone your skills at the Socratic method, for it's the best chance at changing people's minds. Encourage like-minded people to vote. Vote in local, state, and federal elections. Run for office if you can. Organize, peacefully resist, assemble, and protest. Keep being the outspoken voice of reason, because if we don't, that is all that is needed for people to do evil in this world. I have to. At age 13, my mother knew I wasn't straight. She didn't understand, but she had so much to say. She sat me on the couch, looked me straight in my face and said, you'll burn in hell or probably die of AIDS. It's funny now, but at 13, it was pain to be almost sure of who you are and have it ripped away. And I'm sorry if it's too real for some of you to fathom, but hate for who you love is not exactly what you'd imagine. 
Uh, and I guess it was disastrous Cause everything that happened afterwards was just madness Locked away for two years to keep me on the inside Because she'd rather see a part of me die than me thrive And it's tougher when it's something you can't deny And ignorance teaches us it's something that you decide You're driven by your choices, an optical illusion Here's to understanding that it's not always confusion And I can't change Even if I tried Even if I wanted to I've seen innocent children suffer beneath bruises Suffer beneath every single hand that chooses Ignorance, fuck your religion Fuck constitutions, fuck superstitions There are no lakes of fire, we're here on earth And the only thing to do is put love first And so I stand for the boy who died by his hand To the sound of his father screaming woman loves man This is Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve And I stand for the girl with the cuts up her sleeve And a heart in her hand and that chip on her shoulder And I stand for it all until ignorance is over This is for you, for knowing who you are For never letting your magic outside of your heart Be you, be brave And understand that things do change I accept you for you when I don't understand And I love you for you Cause this is who I am yeah. I accepted you for you When I didn't understand And I love me for me Cause this is who I am Just don't get it. Love is love. There is no difference. Not a medication to fix it. There is no prescription. No rehab to visit. It is not an addiction. It's love. And it's selfless. It's yours and everybody else's. So don't badger and abuse the solemnly defenseless. See us as yourself. There's no equality and difference. Until we all get it, we'll be drowning in the same blood. Despite orientation, we all feel the same love. Drowning in the same blood Despite orientation We all feel the same love able to speak who we believe we are or who we dream will become like drum beats forever changing their rhythm i am living today as someone i had not yet become yesterday and tonight i'll only borrow pieces of who i am today to carry with me to tomorrow no i'm not gay 
No, I'm not straight, and I sure as hell am not bisexual. Damn it, I am whoever I am when I am it. Loving whoever you are when the stars shine, and whoever you'll be when the sun rises. So here's to being able. Here's to love. Here's to loving just because. Here's to acceptance. Here's to never fearing the fear of rejection. Here's to love and never neglecting who it is you feel you are. Here's to bullies because beatings cannot last forever. Here's to the moment that you realize things do get better. Here's to the parents who will get it when it's too late. Here's to second chances. Here's to new fate. Here's to every single moment you've ever had to hide you. Here's to the single star shining bright inside you, asking you to guide you. Here's to who you'll be when you've figured it all out. Here's to momentary doubt. Here's to feeling, because we all feel it the same. Here is to the moment that things will change. Because we all feel love, we all feel it the same. Here's to love, here's to change.